Hey friends, it's Nicole and Kate, your girls from across the globe, Sydney, Australia, and Puerto Rico to be exact, and we're so excited to be sharing this time with you. I'm Kate. And I'm Nicole, and welcome back to another Candid Conversation with us. Each week, we bring you a new conversation about a topic that we can relate to. We share our own experiences and thoughts in the hopes that you'll realize that one, you're not alone, and two, that open and honest convos can lead to awesome discoveries, shifts in perspectives, and energy to move ahead with confidence. Because that's what real friends do. They provide love, support, and space for one another to share without judgment, speak without hesitation, and to learn from each other, even when we don't agree. And with that, let's dive in. Hi, Nicole. Hey, Kate. Oh, I'm so excited for today's episode. It's another one of our special guest episodes, friends. And today we've really outdone ourselves. This time we've called up two friends. So we are having our first (laughs) four-way. Yay. (laughs) Four girls on the mic. (laughs) Yeah. If you friends don't know who the Merrymaker sisters are yet, then we have a real treat for you today. Emmett and Carla help individuals around the world develop a positive relationship with their body that fills them up with confidence and joy. So we thought who better to bring on to our chat about a super important topic, self-acceptance. Nicole, I'm so excited to get into this topic with these ladies today. But before we dive in with them, when did you first meet Emma and Carla? Oh, I'm so excited too. I first met these incredible women at a podcasting conference here in Australia, actually, back in 2016. Wow. Okay. Yeah. And you know how it goes at these conferences. You connect with a lot of people, but sometimes you take a little bit more interest in some people than others. And I began following their work pretty much right away. We've connected online because they are in Australia, but we don't live in the same city. Uh, And we have like mutual friends, like including you and, and other friends here as well. And just like over the years, I've enjoyed like so much of their content. I signed up for their Merry Body app and did quite a few of their classes, Pilates and yoga classes. Thanks to them, actually, I got Omar after all these years to do his first yoga class. Wow. (laughs) Oh, okay. That's cool. Yeah. Yeah. I've made recipes, like a few of their recipes have been just so yummy and super easy. And yeah, and I listened to their Get Merry podcast as well. Mm. Yeah, but I like their recipes too. Yeah, they're, they're so great. So great. I really admire their philosophy though behind their business, which I know we're going to talk a bit more about today when we get them on. And I'm just so happy to support women who are just supporting women out there. Mm, absolutely. I feel the same way. Echo everything that you said. I think that they've put together such an incredible beautiful, complimentary resources for women. And the first time that I really got to know them was at Chris Ducker's Tropical Think Tank. So we met in the Philippines and gosh, I think that was in 2014. So it was a while ago and we've kind of like peripherally... (laughs) stayed in touch. (laughs) And then I got to connect with them again when we were in Australia for We Are Podcast. And so that was great to like be back together in person. Um, They're just so full of energy and they have the most magnetic personalities. I was instantly drawn to them. Like you said, sometimes you just kind of like instantly connect with people. 
So of course, after meeting them at Tropical Think Tank, I dove into the MerrymakerSisters.com, which is their website. And just over the last, you know, several years, they've just continued adding more and more greatness, like the recipes and the app and the podcast and all this great stuff. So we are very excited to dive into this chat. So without further ado, let's bring on the Merrymaker Sisters. Well, ladies, so good to have you here. I was just saying to Kate that I've been following your work since I met you both back in 2016. And now a lot of your work is focused on helping women move past the negative thinking that often comes with self-image, physical appearance. And, you know, part of what you share comes from your own experiences, right? You talk about your struggles through years of dieting, the endless hours at the gym, Carla, I love you've been very open and transparent about your experience even with getting nose jobs and sharing that so candidly. And I just think so many women can relate to living with these struggles for years. I know I can, um, whether it's unhappiness with weight, trying to perfect and fix some perceived flaw, looking for that silver bullet, you know, product or whatever is out there. It's It just feels like it's all consuming. And like with every generation, it just feels like there's a different version of an ideal. So why why do you think so many of us, including myself, are trapped in this way of thinking? Oh, gosh, Nicole, even just hearing you say all that, I mean, it feels so heavy because, you know, that that was such a big impact on us, that, that diet culture. Uh, and I think the thing is with all of us who have experienced it, not everyone, but I think many women and men too, yeah. uh, you don't realize you're in it. Like you don't realize mm. that this is, you know, not normal. You don't realize that you don't have to have on your list of to-dos or your goals list that I need to lose weight or I need to look like this. I need to change my body. I need to change my face. I mean, like when you really think about it, like, the idea of changing your physicality with an operation is kind of mind-blowing, but it's just normal in our culture. It's become normalized. Oh, just go under the knife or just get some Botox. And, you know, nothing wrong. If you decide to go down this path, there's nothing wrong with that. But if it's if this idea of, you know, I need to change what I look like uh, is causing, you know, endless suffering, uh, cons- consumption of your mind and thoughts, and ideas, uh, if it's sucking all the joy out of you and stealing all your attention, like this is where it's like, no, we've got to make a change. And it might take time, uh, but it's so worth it. And I think the reason why is just that it's a product of our environment. Yeah. Like we watch other people do it. We see in the movies, in the magazines, on social media, uh, the people we're surrounded with, they're all talking about it. Uh, so it's just kind of ingrained in us that this is how life should be. And it's only when you start to question, is there another way? Like, do I actually have to hate my body? Do I, do I actually need to lose weight to be happy? oh, maybe I don't. And so it all starts with this questioning. But the reason why, it's pretty simple. Like just take a look around. Like who are you surrounding yourself with? What are you consuming? Um, And then you kind of realize, oh, yeah, that's why. And it's so attainable too. I mean, like Nicole, I think you and I were talking on a previous episode and I know you girls have talked about it in a podcast episode that I was listening to a couple weeks back is like, Things like, and like you said, if anybody's going out and doing this, like do you do you, that, mm-hmm. that's to, we're not saying 
anything about that. Mm-hmm. Um, but like Botox is really reasonable for somebody who wants to go do it on a repetitive basis. Like it's really not that high of a barrier. <laughs> it's, I mean, we can literally cross the road. We're at Carla's. We're, we're here on Mermaid Beach in the Gold Coast. So if anyone's familiar with the Gold Coast, you might have an idea of like Botox is common here. Mm. Uh, I can cross the road five minutes away and there's a Botox studio. Mm. Yeah, you can get Botox, you can get eyebrow tattoo and all these things, but it's very easy. I mean, the back of the toilet doors at the malls, there's always advertising for Botox, lips, come in for an hour, we'll do all this. And as you said, Kate, again, like if you choose to go down that path, good for you, be empowered by it if that's what it does. But for me, it scares me that this advertising is designed to make us feel like I need to make my lips bigger to be beautiful. It it scares me that wrinkles are no longer celebrated. I like wrinkles. I love to see a face with wrinkles. And it's like I need to consciously decide and like say it out loud because otherwise I will be brainwashed to think that that's wrong. And that's that's a beautiful part of our experience of living, that we do evolve, that we do change. I mean, what a privilege to be living long years, like long lives. And what I think there's change coming because, I mean, even in Hollywood we're seeing more elder actresses, you know, be highlighted and this makes me so happy and, you know, actresses and, and celebrities choosing to go grey and, I mean, this is where it begins, like the top and then it filters down. So I think change is coming, maybe, I hope. <laughs> Nicole, I know you had mentioned the Dove campaign and that, that when Dove came out with their Real Beauty campaign, that that was kind of, do you girls remember that as well? Yeah. Yeah. I was wondering and, if I was a bit older than everyone else and and, and more memory of it. <laughs> but you guys know no. about it too. No, I, no, I remember. remember. I remember seeing it in magazines and things like that. I feel mm-hmm. like it probably, it wasn't so impacting on me, I think, because I was so deep in like, I need to change mm-hmm. and like, it, yeah. I remember it, but it didn't really impact me, unfortunately. <laughs> yeah, me, I don't remember being like, wow, like I don't have to lose weight or wow, I was probably more like I'm skinnier than them, like this judgment. I'm fatter than that one. You know, you look at them and you compare yourself and you, this is the kind of thoughts that would go mm. through my my mind. And that was always like judgment, judgment, judgment of other people and of myself uh, and always comparing. And it is it is it was a forever comparison game of like, who's better and who's not. And the better was always if you're smaller, which doesn't make sense at all. Why are we putting our worth on how much less space we can take up? Mm. Mm. Yeah. When that campaign came out, I was like, oh, great. There's other definitions of beautiful people. We can move on. But it couldn't be further from the truth. And then when I dug a little bit deeper into it, yes, while on the surface, it looks like this is a celebration of, you know, different versions of what beautiful means. But at the end of the day, Carla, you just said it, you're still comparing yourself. You still had something there that was defining a version of beauty, whatever it was. And it still kind of created that just idea of like, I'm still comparing myself to something else, Mm -hmm. whether it's like, I feel like, oh yeah, I'm skinnier than, than that. That's great. It didn't matter. You're still in the act of comparison. And I remember recently I listened to one of your podcast episodes, which came from that um, ABC article on the epidemic of the body image anxiety. 
Yeah. And it was such a great article. We'll link to it in the show notes and we'll link to your episode because it was awesome, an awesome discussion. But what came out of that um, article was that we actually should just stop talking about women's bodies. We should stop talking about the way we look. We should just stop focusing. And of course, like, it's so hard, right? Because look at us, here we are, we're trying to, you know, remove ourselves from that negative thinking. We're trying to, um, you know, build and get to self-acceptance and joy and just being happy with, with who we are, but it's so hard, right? Mm. So I suppose like, I just, yeah, wanted to revisit that idea of, um, Mm. of, of that post, like this idea that we're all unhappy, that it's an epidemic and, is the answer really to just stop talking about it or is there another way? Oh, I mean, it's really crazy, isn't it? Because, I mean, you look historically, women and their beauty and their looks, like this connection is part of our history as well. Like you look back years and years and years uh, and I mean, I'm not saying this is a good thing, but, you know, it's it's I understand why we all look at our image with such high importance uh, and this is not a bad thing. We can still care greatly about what we look like. We can have fun with fashion. We can have fun with makeup because I think like, you you know, the, the more you dig, the more you're like, well, everything I do is bad. <laughs> and it's, it's not trying to, it's not trying to uh, make us feel bad for our actions. It's more just peeling back, you know, what serves us and what doesn't serve us. And I think if you come to a point where you're obsessing about dieting or you've developed an eating disorder, like I did, uh, Carla, with the nose job, like it comes to a point where it's like, you've just got to decide that enough is enough. And maybe it is not talking about your body or other people's bodies. Maybe, maybe it's focusing on something else. Maybe it's, uh, changing what happens when you think about a thought about your body. It's like shifting your thoughts. What can you do? Okay. I can take a deep breath. And then it's knowing that through this action and this change of habits, your mind and your thoughts will begin to change. And it might be that then you can come back and think about your body and not feel that that anxious or that that thought of I'm horrible, I'm ugly, I need to change. You'll find a new kind of uh, point where you can appreciate bodies for what they are. Yeah, and- I think that that is a really a good step to take. Mm. And I think not talking about bodies it is just an easy way to explain, like, to stop judging bodies because that is what they're talking about here. We're labelling things as good and bad, ugly, beautiful, better, not as good, you know, all these labels that we have, all this narrative around the body. If the narrative around the body isn't judgmental, like, that's okay. If we're just being more objective of, like, this is my hand, Like that's okay. We can talk about our bodies in that way or like the functionality of our body. Like, wow, my legs are taking me for a walk. Like I feel strong. Like that's not a judgment. That's a feeling. Like I'm feeling that. But I think it's like when they're saying don't talk about bodies, it's more like just stop judging bodies. Mm. Uh, And I think that is actually a really great first Mm. step. And I think the best way how I did it was I stopped judging other people first. So I realized that I was constantly, and it wasn't like judgmental as in like that she's awful. It was more judgment like comparison. So always judging, as Carla said before, I'm thinner than her or she's bigger than me, like more like that. Uh, So once I stopped looking at other people's bodies and that helped me stop judging myself. 
even sisters, like, I mean, we've probably forever judged each other. Mm. Like we did. Silently. Yeah. Carl looks really beautiful today. Like I, sh- I need to change my outfit. Um, and it, it's quite horrible to speak about this. And you're like, geez, like I was really like that. But bringing awareness to it and shining a light on it then makes it easier to let go of, I mm-hmm. think. And, you know, we talk about it with many people and people will be like, yeah, me too. I've always done that. And it just felt normal to forever compare and to put me up here or them down there or swap it around. So it's very freeing because it just frees up so much time and energy in you. And then you have so much space for all the magic that you want to welcome into your life, whatever it might be, projects, art, crafts, learning new things. Like when you let go of all this stuff, imagine all the space you have to fill with more amazing stuff that is going to enrich your life. And imagine if we didn't have those thoughts, how different our lives would look. Yeah, I think that awareness is really the key word. Like that's what keeps coming up for me. And I think about that in so many different areas in my life, not just with like my own body journey or growing up and being teased because I was taller, I was bigger, you know, than everybody else at school. And like all of these things that get like instilled in us from such a young age that I'm just so grateful that I got to a point where I could start uncovering that type of stuff so that I could be like, okay, I know why I'm thinking this. Now I have the power to change it. And I think that that's the opportunity that a lot of people don't get um, because they just don't have the awareness. And so... That's why I do think that these conversations are important because I think that until somebody kind of like gets that wake up call that they're never going to have the opportunity to stop that judgment or to stop like the judgment of someone else or the judgment of themselves. Mm. Um, and, And I'm glad that you brought that up about, you know, judging other people, because I think that sometimes we do it so subconsciously that we don't even realize that we're doing it. It's so snap judgment. It's like, so immediate that you don't even, and you have to be able to to stop yourself and say, okay, wait a second. I don't want to do that. Let me back up a second. Let me reframe this. Um, I think for me, a lot of that, like the awareness piece of it, being able to stop myself, being able to kind of back up, I really was able to gain a lot of confidence from that Mm. because then I started to realize that I could be empowered by other things to your lady's point. Like, why are we spending so much time on this? Like, what? (laughs) There's so much more out there. There's so much more meaning and there's so much more impact that we could be making. And we're sitting comparing ourselves to someone in a magazine or on social media in an edited image that's like not even really them. Um, And I feel like that's where so much of my confidence has come from. Have you experienced that yourselves? Because I mean, I know all of us have been on this journey, right? To um, a changing body of being women. Uh, I mentioned, you know, being kind of bullied in school a little bit and we all have our different stories. Yeah. I mean, it's, I feel like, so we talk about self-acceptance. That is kind of what really helped us, I guess, not like start the journey of letting go of the thoughts about the body because we had other practices like we'd heard of self-love and we'd heard of self-kindness and like you know affirmations like I'm beautiful and things like that but they didn't really work with us they just like it it didn't actually solidify a new belief but then when we found self-acceptance this really kind of was like 
this makes sense to us because self-acceptance is like I accept myself just as I am right here right now and it wasn't like I am beautiful because beautiful is a word that is judgmental like it is like anything can be beautiful it's very subjective and like that that's also a good thing because beauty we can see beauty in everything but it was hard to re-believe like to believe that like deeply and even like I love myself that was hard to say that because like I, I didn't, I didn't feel like I did. And I'm, I just felt like I was lying to myself, but accepting myself just as I am right here, right now, like, like all of this without any change, I could do that. That, that kind of makes sense. That's, it's good. And then when we started to like dive deep into that, it's like change can only happen with acceptance. Like we really, we have to, we, we have to accept ourselves as we are right here, right now to, to even make a change. And that's the same with our thoughts. Like not just what we look like. So the the judgmental thoughts that we were having and the comparison thoughts that we were having and the, the hateful thoughts that we were having, we also had to accept that we were having those. Mm. We had to be like, okay, I'm realizing I'm having these thoughts. I accept myself. I'm not going to beat myself off about that. I'm a human. Okay. And then that brought the awareness like, oh, yeah, I accept those thoughts. But now how do I want to be? Like, do I want to keep living that way? Do I want to keep thinking these thoughts? No. And so that's how the change kind of happened. But um, I don't even know if I answered your question, no, Kate. No, Kate asked about confidence. And, <laughs> and yes. Yes. The answer is <laughs> yes. I loved After everything that, that you said, though. I know. That was, I was everything waiting Everything that you said her. was great. But I was totally waiting for her to, like, segue into the confidence. 100%, Kate. And I was. 100%. That was the plan. Yeah, okay. Continue. <laughs> continue. No, you go. <laughs> I mean, and do you know what has been so cool as well to see that happen to Carla, you know, someone you love so much and to be able to do this together, it's so, it's great and really fun and interesting to see that happen to her and to feel it myself. I mean, so much more confident, you know, to walk into a room and to not have that voice in your head, that self-judgmental narrative or that judgment of others. Again, the more space thing, more space to meet people and have and have proper conversations. You know when you have a conversation, but the whole time you're thinking about, oh, they probably don't like me or like, do I have something on my face? Like actually, like sometimes I do think that because I probably just ate and I probably do have something on my face. But, you know, you're not thinking about yourself <laughs> and like what you look like so you can actually be there and be more present. So not only is it confidence, you're actually living your life more as well because you're living less in your head and more in the present moment. And this is why, you know, yoga and Pilates has been such a big part of our self-acceptance, I guess, journey and this journey of letting go of this negative mindset, especially around self-image, is that these practices help you get present. And I think this is what it's all about. It's all about truly living without the narrative, without the conversation you're having in your head about other people and about yourself and appearances. Mm -hmm. I would recommend everyone to start a self-acceptance practice because the way that it can impact your life and change for the better is just like, what's that word? You don't infinite infinite potential. (laughs) It just ripples out into every crease and corner of your life. Like without even trying. It just does. Because how you do one thing is how you can do other things. And so if you change one little part of your life, without a doubt, Mm. you will see this ripple out. And I know that you've like you listening at home or you two, you've experienced this as well. You've changed one thing, but then it's it's a domino effect because it's it's gone and changed other things because it it doesn't just change how you feel and look you know the narrative in your mind it then changes how you feel about your career 
about your money situation, uh, about your, your, relationships. your relationships. Like this acceptance ripples out to everything and it gets you more in touch with reality, with the objective reality. What it does, your thoughts change how you feel, which change how you act. So of course there's a level of realness to manifestation because how you step forward in that moment and how you feel about that step can change everything. So absolutely, more confident. <laughs> yes. <laughs> aye, aye, aye. <laughs> oh, I loved all of that. There are so many ways that you can get to that, right? You talked about how you got through it. Um, maybe you can talk a little bit more about it uh, as we talk about your yoga and Pilates and, mm. and, and everything you offer. I think, Carla, when you said um, it can start with as simply as being objective about, look, here's my hand. Mm. I don't have to judge it. It actually works. Mm-hmm. Um, my legs, I don't have to judge how they look. They actually can take me on that amazing walk and take, and, you know, take me up those flights of stairs. Like just starting with those kind of small changes to really shift, you know, all of that judgment thinking. The feminist inside me always gets angry at the fact that, um, that these things are a distraction to us. I feel like women, you know, we have all of these messages and we've grown up with all of these stories and these narratives and this judgment that I feel like it's a distraction from doing all that cool stuff that we can do, that we can shift our focus and shift our energy towards. That's how sometimes I talk myself out of those mm-hmm. negative thoughts because I'm like, this is a waste of time, you know. Yeah. And I'm not saying that, you know, men and society doesn't push images and, you know, stereotypes or uh, not stereotypes, but, you know, ideal body images on men as well. But I do think that it's, you know, I don't know, personally I've experienced, I think I think we get more of the brunt of that. Way more. And, oh, way way more. more. Without a right? doubt. Yeah, <laughs> we don't have to be PC about that. Way yeah. more. Like just look at, <laughs> look at Instagram. Like it is so clear. Look at the movies. And like, look how the men in your life, how many men in your in your life are obsessed with how they look and stressed about it? I don't, I don't have any. I don't have any. <laughs> like there is some, you know, there are some that are impacted without a doubt. And, yes, there are pressures that men feel. But, of course, yes. Mm, yeah, yes, and it makes me mad because I feel yeah. like they're like relieved of that distraction. Yeah, and and then finding the things that we can, you know, fill our life with the work that we can do, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, you guys would know this. Like, look at like the businesses you've created. Like, that is an amazing thing that you've done. If you were so distracted just by what you looked like, like you wouldn't have been able to step forward into that and create these amazing lives and experience everything you've experienced like that's amazing and like that was us too if we kept thinking the way that we were thinking there was no way we could create what we've created and that is absolutely like one of our biggest reasons why we do what we do because we want women to go and do all the things that they've always wanted to instead of worrying about what their arms look like in a singlet top I mean like Mm, to stop yourself from going to the beach how many women have done that? I've done that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's not even the big things. It's the simple things too. Like what are we saying no to because we're worried about what we look like? Oh, that's a huge Yeah, I one. think that's yeah. such a strong statement too. I mean, if you look at what you've created in your business, to think that like none of that could have happened um, had that been standing in your way. I mean, you said it before when you were talking about like how this infiltrates your life, like mm. that's your life. 
-hmm. And if you can make that one change and have that go out into every other area of your life, look at what's possible. I mean, if that isn't motivating, I don't know what is. <laughs> That's, I mean, for me anyway. <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly. And it's exciting when, you know, someone who might have been thinking judgmental thoughts, comparison, and like not this, not good enoughness. That is what mm. it is. Like they don't feel good enough when something clicks and they just go, oh, like, hang on a minute. There's another way. Like, I don't have to keep living like this. That is the best thing ever. Yeah. I think like, for me, that was a big thing, a big realization that there is another way. I think sometimes, you know, you've developed these thought patterns and it appears normal around you because maybe everyone else is experiencing the same. Your conversations might be all about dieting and losing weight. Like look at your friendship groups and the topic of the conversation because it just becomes this normal thing and you don't even have the awareness that there is another way. And then something might shake you up. You read something or you meet someone and, and they are talking about how they accept themselves or or maybe they're running on the beach in their bikini and you're like, wow, like she's double my size and I don't even do that. You know what? You meet someone that just like impacts you. And this is the most amazing thing to realize that there is another way that I no longer have to think these thoughts about myself. I don't have to stay in this place. And I think so often we forget this as humans and it might not even be about this exact uh, thought pattern. It might be something else. It might be something to do with your career or your money or your relationships. So it's always good to remember that you can make a change and that the change doesn't need to be this massive thing. Don't look at the, the end goal. Start with the first step and know that that first step can be a simple breath in and out and deciding you're going to make a change. The first step, as you said, Kate, it's the awareness, acknowledging, hey, I live like this, I think like this, hey, I don't like it, maybe I'll do something about it. Like, boom, that's a massive first step. Mm. And you might have that conversation like 20 times before you actually yeah. take the next step because you just keep taking the first step again and again because really awareness is the most important thing because if we don't know that we're doing it, then how can we ever change it? Mm -hmm. And and I think not to like feel ashamed about it because I feel like mm -hmm. a lot of people get stuck in the cycle there then because they finally realize they're doing it and then they just like get stuck in the shame of it. And it's like, move on forward, yes. forward only, <laughs> forward exactly. progress only. Absolutely. This can help. But for us, it, it, it never really did. You know, like when you kind of like try and dig back in the past and like figure out like, why am I like this? Like, how come I'm like this? Where did this come from? And like people really like to dig into the past. Whereas I'm like, you know what? I'm like this. I don't want to be like this anymore. Let's move forward. And like that just like that has really helped me realize that I don't have to know why. I just mm. am. I do have this thought. I don't know where it came from. Oh, well, it came from somewhere. I don't know where, but I could move forward from this moment instead of like spending a lot of time looking back on the past and trying to like piece it all together. It can help. Absolutely. It has its place. But sometimes it also is just the easier way is to just take that step forward away from it mm. and be like, I'm going to just change it like that. Yeah, I was reading, I started this book called Detox Your Thoughts. And um, one of the strategies there was when you catch yourself in that thinking rather than to go into that, oh, wow, there I am, there I go again, thinking like that, to detach yourself and, oh, Nicole's having that thought again. Look mm -hmm. at you, Nicole, having the same <laughs> thought about and just kind of, you know, almost observing yourself from, you know, a third, yeah. what is it, third, third person. Um mm -hmm. 
Yeah, and so there can be just so many different ways and that, and that's why it's just so important and I, we're so passionate about having these conversations, why I love the work that you do because it's so ingrained in us that you don't know what's going to click for you. You know, there, mm. there, there will be something and it's possible and, you know, I feel like I'm getting so much better at it. As I get older, part of it I think is also age as well, getting mm-hmm. older and just not giving you know, a crap anymore, like just I'm, I'm done. Um, but, yeah, there's – you just have to find, and I, and I feel that, you know, there is something out there for everyone to find that thing that'll help them break free yeah. and shift their thinking. Totally. And I think it is just that curiosity and the awareness, but I really like that. That's cool. Like, oh, Emma's having that thought. And I mean, it's like that book, The Untethered Soul by Michael A. a. Singer. Uh, and, you know, that's when, you know, the, the realization that you are not your thoughts like that thought that stuff that's going on in your brain the narrative isn't actually you and so that's cool you can actually have two versions of that and then that's like a bigger realization yeah those thoughts are definitely not you I can have five different thoughts oh yeah like I'm five different people yeah you can have five conversations (laughs) going on with yourself but like different opinions at the same time so then you realize oh yeah like this truly isn't me like these this thinking isn't me at all. And you get to pick the one that, that stays with you. Like you get to pick the, in inverted commas, your truth. Because if you hear a thought and you're like, hang on a minute, do, yeah. I, do I want that one? Nah, See, I can let that go. That's another tool and it's from Byron Katie and it's asking, you know, once you have a thought, questioning, is it true? Is that true? So, mm. oh, I, I look disgusting today. You say, is that true? And Emma thinks she looks disgusting today. Yeah. 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 Agree. Like, I don't think so. It's, no. <laughs> and it's, I think it's like all these little tools are so empowering. And as you said, Nicole, one will just work for you and you just run mm. with it. There's not really a, a right or wrong way. It's the way that works for you. And it'll look so different from my way to Carla's way to, to Nicole, to Kate and to everyone else's yeah. way. And I think it's also going to make a very, oh, sorry, uh, gosh. no, I was going to make a very cheesy joke. There's no one size oh, fits all. That's terrible. I didn't hear it. <laughs> There's no one yeah. size fits all. Yes, yeah. it's no. true though. It's no. true. It's very cheesy that was bad. and very true. That was cheesy. <laughs> but no, sorry, Carla, what were you going to say? Oh no, I've forgotten. So just let's keep rolling with this. But um, uh, I think that having a, oh, I do remember. But I, it's like having a toolkit of things mm. you can pull out when you need them. And so this is why, I like conversations like this and episodes where it's like you know we share our tools that we use so you can then take the tool and pop it in your back pocket and then pull it out if and when you need it and then with this whole self-acceptance journey it's important to remember that it doesn't just like change in one moment or change overnight or even just change like instantly and like suddenly you never have a non-accepting thought again or you never have a judgmental thought again that is not the case for me. That's not the case for you. And I don't know about you guys, but it's probably not the case for you either. We fall back into our old habits. We've spent years and years learning this way of how we think about ourselves and how we judge other people and we judge ourselves. We can't just unlearn that in a short amount of time. It takes time. It takes practice. And this is why we always call our self-acceptance a practice. Like we're just practicing this. Uh, We're not experts. We're just practicing. Uh, And then in the moments where we fall back, 
we have to then accept that we've fallen back instead of going into that, you know, feedback loop that Kate was talking about of, oh, I suck at this. Like, I'm terrible at this. Like, I just had a judging thought. Damn, I suck. Like, I thought I was getting better at this. No, we just come back faster. We just realize, okay, there I go again. Let me get one of my tools. Okay, I'm going to take five deep breaths because mm. that makes me feel present. That makes me feel better. Uh, so it's really important to know that, like, it's you don't just suddenly become great at self-acceptance. It's just like a forever practice. Yeah. And I think it's also important to note, um, like, obviously we, before we were into this self-acceptance thing, we were, like, deep in diet culture and we were promoting diet culture. I mean, our whole website and blog and our business was about the paleo diet. We thought that wasn't a diet. That's how deep we were in it. We were like, this is like real food. Like, yeah, zucchini pasta is like real pasta. No, it's not. It's not pasta. <laughs> no, it's oh not. my gosh. What the hell? It's zucchini that looks like It doesn't even doesn't look, look like, like pasta. pasta. Uh, so we were deep in that. We were very much into the dieting. We were very much gym focused, being healthy. So I just want to remind everyone that self-acceptance isn't like complacency. It's not like, you know, I accept myself. I'm going to sit on the couch and watch Netflix all day. Uh, I don't need to go for that walk. I don't need to go to the gym. I'm going to eat pizza, pasta, gelato every meal. It's mm. not that. It's it's actually having an even deeper connection and sense of respect for yourself because now not only do you appreciate your body and you want to look after your body you also want to look after your mind you also want to look after your soul so you still exercise you still look after your health you still are mindful of what you're eating because you know it's important but no longer there's the 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 purpose of this meal it's not to just lose weight it's not just to transform your body you don't do the workout to the point of like you know killing yourself because you need to burn all those calories it's not for that reason anymore it's for a whole more amazing and deeper uh reasoning to live life with more happiness more fulfillment to feel more energized to feel better these are the new goals that you have, but you still move, you still eat well, uh, less restrictive though. So, you know, you now you eat the pizza and the pasta and the gelato, not every day, but when it feels right and you don't feel guilty anymore. So this, these are the kind of changes uh, because lots of people question us because obviously they've followed us from before and they yeah. think, well, you guys just don't care about diet, your diet anymore. And that's not true because, you know, most days I'm eating a stack of veggies. I'm eating lots of healthy produce. No longer am I uh, continuously thinking about the meal and counting anything or I'm not thinking, oh, I ate that bad meal, so I better eat this good meal. Uh, when, uh, you know, you were invited to go out for dinner, there's no anxiety, there's no guilt post-meal. So it's truly amazing, but I just wanted to make sure I say that because we do get that question. We're not anti-health. We're not anti-weight loss. It's mm. just the how is very important and when we can reduce the the judgment and the suffering that comes from diet culture uh, the how becomes actually a joyful act you can have fun with your food you can have fun with your exercise if you don't like exercise if you hate exercise you just haven't found one that you like try dancing try rock climbing try swimming there's so many things we can do that is exercise that isn't running or sprints hit 
I don't I don't like hit. I don't like it. Really. <laughs> I hate it. I love hit. Come on. Yeah, yeah, that's so good, right? You love it. Yeah, it's like your one of your favorite parts of your day. Yeah. Yeah, so so that's the thing. It's like we have to uncover what what works for us. Mm-hmm. And as yeah. Nicole said, there's no size one size that fits all. We've <laughs> exercised either. <laughs> Oh, I'm quote, glad we're quote, bringing back quote, that quote, joke. <laughs> I love that perspective shift of the reasons why um, you're doing the thing change. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I've certainly had that experience with uh, just different mindsets around like the food that I'm putting in my body and just listening to my body. Like, how do I feel after that goes in my body? And that's actually like quite the simplest thing I've ever heard before. Mm. When you eat this thing, how does it make you feel? And if we can just use super simple guiding principles like that, I think we can make really big changes. Absolutely. And like, that's because that like that is one of the most important things. Like how are we feeling on a day-to-day basis? Like how are our choices making us feel? Because our days make up our weeks and our weeks make up our months. Our months make up our years. Our years make up our life. So every single day, if we're making choices that bring us joy, that make us feel good, that nourish us, that energize us, that make us feel focused, that make us feel more love and connectedness, like that's really great that we're making those choices. We're, like the way that we used to live did not bring any of that. Like it brought a lack of energy. Like we, were, we weren't eating enough. So we didn't feel energized. We didn't feel focused. We were exercising too much. Like, so we felt lethargic. We felt exhausted. And that was our life. Exhaustion, lethargy, unfocused, not happy. So Mm. it's like all those little choices that we make really do matter. Oh, Oh my goodness. So much to think about. (laughs) This has been Really awesome. I'm so grateful for your guys' perspective and just everything that I know that you've put so much like personal energy and love and TLC into everything that you guys do. And it just shows like before you jumped on, I made the comment to Nicole and to all of our friends who are tuning in, just your guys's energy and your personality is just infectious. And you're such a joy to be around. I love how you guys truly embody your brand and you just bring like this joy and this happiness out to people who follow you. So I want to thank you for that. Oh, thank you. I think um. The brand must embody us because, like, we don't really try. Like, honestly, like, we don't try to, like, put anything out there. Like, we have always, whenever we started blogging and sharing, it was just, like, us. And that's because also we realized that it would be really hard to not be us. Like, and to keep this up, like it's 10 years now. Like imagine if we weren't us at the beginning and we had to like keep up that facade. That would be very difficult and quite tiring. I mean, and... I think like it's such a weird thing to we had no plan of it either like it was such a quick decision to name this thing Mary like this word Mary yeah because it was it was like a two-minute decision because we realized that blogging just writing and sharing because that's how we started created a lot of joy Mm. for us we were really happy when we were writing and then I just looked up synonyms for joy like I did like Google search synonyms for joy and merry make came up, which I'd never heard of this word. I was like, to merry make, 
means to bring joy. And I remember we're working our government desk jobs and I copied the definition. I sent it to her via like instant messenger on the government website thing that we worked at. We both worked at the same place. Yeah, that's another story for another day. But then we were just like, let's just call ourselves the Merrymaker Sisters. This is perfect. And it was a really quick decision. And I think really what it actually is more about is it it's about creating a space for us to show up just as we are Mm -hmm. like that's that's what joy is I think you know to be able to be you and to live your truth and to make your own decisions and and to have that sense of uh this is me and what I want to do that creates joy and and that's really what the blog became I mean as Carla said we were working in those government jobs where we felt so controlled like we had to be a certain way and we just totally did not fit in there. So really that's what this this journey created, a platform, a space for us to show up as we we exactly were. And that's why it will always evolve, which is pretty cool. Like, you know, we've gone from the paleo thing to the yoga Pilates thing to the to mindset meditation. So it will continue to evolve with us on our life journey, mm. lives journey of what we want to be doing and what we're interested in so it's definitely a cool thing so thank you Kate that's so nice of you to say that and I'm so grateful for for what you guys do because I think so many women struggle with this you know we talk about it with our close friends we might talk about it with our family we might talk about it with our sisters but we do struggle with this and the fact that you show up authentically and you share your own experiences you know right at the beginning Emma you, you talked about feeling bad for saying those, admitting to those negative thoughts, those judgment thoughts. But if we don't say it, if we don't share, if we don't open up and just be honest about it, then women will just feel alone. We'll continue to be trapped in these, in these thinkings and we'll continue to be distracted from doing amazing work, which we have to get on with. Exactly. Like our male counterparts. Yes. (laughs) And I think, you know, we owe it to all those women who fought so hard, you know, the feminists who fought so hard for our freedoms. Like I feel a sense of like, we need to do something with our lives to thank them for what they did for us. And I think, you know, especially us living, you know, Australia, America, like, I mean, God, what's happening in America? That's a whole other subject and I won't go into that, but we have a sense of freedom compared to a lot of other countries, like way more freedom. And it's like, we need to do something with that. Like, I feel that so deep inside me. We need to use that and not, not just, uh, not realize that the work to get us to this point, like people did a lot. Like we need to continue it and even if that is to to create something amazing with your life. It, I'm not saying you need to go and join a feminist movement but even the act of just choosing to live your life and to create from your heart, like that is part of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and if we can let go of those thoughts that stop us from doing that, that's amazing. Uh, that is an act in itself. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And we get to enjoy pasta again. Yay! Oh, oh my god! Life, uh, yeah, life what is the? so much better with pasta. You and Italians, pizza and I know, right? Can <laughs> anyone deprive themselves of pasta? Seven years, Nicole. I didn't eat pasta oh. for seven years. 
Then I met the Italian and he's like, what the? <laughs> yeah, and then he made us pasta and pizza and we our lives were forever changed. We're like, thank you. You know, it's so funny though because, yeah, like I experience this and, and it's so cool. Like I bring Carla along too because she's like, wait, we can eat pasta now? Like we're so weird but it's just like, you know, it's, it's quite strange but yeah. it really is but this amazing. Is, I guess that's like a clear example of like, you know, someone else's actions providing permission to you to do the same and this is this is exactly what this conversation is about like we're accepting ourselves hey that gives you permission to do that as well oh wait I'm allowed to just accept my body as it is I'm allowed to go for the walk and not worry about my arms I'm allowed to go to the beach and just run around I'm allowed to eat pasta I'm allowed to eat pizza and and gelato and not feel guilty I didn't know that I was allowed to do that and it's like this sense of permission that like you someone else's actions you're like they empower you to be like I'm gonna do that too yes and that just brings so much uh joy to me like literally like that brought me so much joy that like permission slip and it sounds so silly but it 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 then helped me further accept myself by making those decisions mm. as well and experiencing the eating of pizza without the guilt. Oh, my God. Wow. It's liberating. Mm. Yeah. I know. Mm-hmm. Oh. Yeah. All right, ladies, where can people learn more about you and see all the amazing Thank things you, you have going on? Um, everything is over at themerrymakersisters.com. You'll find a bunch of free classes to try. Uh, and if you ever have any questions, like we are open books, reach out to us on Instagram. We're in our DMs every day. So just let us know if you liked this episode. We'd love to hear what your biggest takeaway was. And your full Instagram handle? Oh, at, like the at sign. Uh-huh. <laughs> The Merrymaker Sisters. We know we started that handle ten years so ago. So long. If you are starting and our URL. Yeah, if you're starting an Instagram or a new website, don't pick a URL that long. That's terrible. And idea. and then try give your email address out to everyone. Emma at the Merrymakersisters.com. <laughs> you spell it out. It's so annoying. But yeah. yeah, feel free to get in touch any which way. We would love to hear from you. Yeah. All right, friends. As we close out today's chat with the Merrymaker Sisters on self-acceptance, we hope that you've picked up a thing or two you can carry with you today and moving forward. I know I definitely have to give you that extra boost of confidence and support when you need it most. And friends, if you enjoyed this episode, let us know if you want to hear more episodes with our friends. We'd love to hear from you. Um, Also, please leave us a review wherever you're listening to this podcast. It helps others find the show. If you have a friend in mind who might also enjoy our chats, share the podcast with them too. Send them to canrelatepodcast.com or have them search Nicole and Kate Can Relate on their favorite podcast app. Until next time.